a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 19 All through the long, fear-filled night I listened to the wind whistling through the branches of the shelter, petrified that Jivan is getting worse or that the fire will go out. I imagine snow leopards waiting in the darkness, ready to pounce and to devour us. Ma? calls Jivan, coughing. You all right, Ma? I'm sorry. I leap to feel his forehead. It's hotter than yesterday, and even now, in the first light of dawn, his cheeks are burning. Jivan? I whisper softly, stroking his hair like I know his Ma would. He's lost in his own deep cavern of fever and haunted dreams and doesn't answer. Jivan, I try again. His laugh is high and strange sounding. My papa said be careful of the tigers. He's not making any sense, but I know it's the fever speaking. Once, when I was ill, Ma told me I said odd things in the night. She laid a fresh cotton sheet on my bed, dampened my forehead with the cool cloth and stayed with me until I was better. I have to get this scarf off, but it's so tightly wound around him that I can't. He needs to stay cool. I should have done this last night. I grip it tightly, tugging it free and hurl it aside. I'm so sorry. I promise I'll look after you better. I look out into the smoky grey dawn the wind whirling loose pine needles from the trees in spirals to the ground. I'm grateful that it's at least stopped snowing, and even though this fire is smaller, it's still glowing. There's no food left in the bag, only the water we collected yesterday, and I know if I want to save Jivan, I have to find help. But without a map to guide me, how will I find my way? Jivan is the star reader. I prop him up and put a bottle of water to his lips. Jivan, try to drink this. He sips with his eyes still closed and I lay him down again, dampening the edge of the scarf, dabbing his forehead with cold water. I don't want to leave him in case the fire goes out, his human scent calling animals from miles away, but if I don't go, he might die. Fever claimed his brother and now might be coming for him, and the guilt stabs me again and again. Outside everything is hushed and veiled in white. I hear something move far up in the trees and raise my head to see what it is. A lump of snow falls to the ground by my foot and a loud clucking noise makes me jump. The spirit book. Its wing tips are outstretched as it flies down through the branches and lands on top of the shelter. My heart pounds with amazement and gratitude. 
Have you come to help? I begin to feel braver and now more certain it must be Nanaji, because why else would I sense that rhythm again? The one that makes me feel like it's connecting me with my ancestors, making me feel less alone in this forest wilderness. I stand on a log and stretch my fingers towards it like the last time, but now I really want to feel its feathers to see whether the touch reminds me of my Nanaji's hand. It stays still for a moment, bending its head towards me, but hops away as I try to stroke its wing. Dearest Nanaji, I whisper, it has to be you, doesn't it? I jump to the ground and it sits, watching, while I bring the dry wood out of the shelter, piling the branches upright all around the glowing embers of the fire and pushing kindling into the gaps to get it going. I then stack all the wood on the fire so it's as high as I can make it, the dry wood crackling, shooting fiery sparks into the air and making my face tingle with heat. At last, I warm my frozen hands, raw and scratched from carrying the branches, and pause. All this time, the spirit birds stays on the shelter, keeping its eyes firmly fixed on me as I prepare to leave. What did Jivan say last time we looked at that map? Something about the closest village, but I can't remember where he said it was. Back the way we came, or another way? If I make a mistake, Jivan could be the one paying the price. With his life. I swallow the lump in my throat, fight back the tears that are sneaking out, and think of the warrior goddess Durga. I kneel at the entrance to the shelter, touch Jivan's cheek for the final time, and listen to his rattled breath heave in and out. I won't leave you for long, I promise. I will be back before the fire dies out. The spirit bird calls again. Are you telling me to go? But how will I find my way back? The forest is vast, and without the map it looks all the same. My hand brushes the cotton bag I brought from home, and I get an idea. I'll use the knife to cut it into strips, and tie them onto branches as I pass. I lay my precious belongings to one side, pick up Jivan's knife and begin cutting the bag, counting the strips as I go. It makes forty altogether, and I stuff them into my pockets. I take one last look at Jivan, his breath rushing in and out, his cheeks blazing, and my voice wavers. I'll be back as soon as I can. The spirit bird remains poised on the shelter, ruffles its coppery wings, turns its head, and blinks at me. Bless my journey and keep Chivan safe. I press my hands together. Guard him for me. That was another Telltale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share, and find more of our podcasts 
at tellatalepod.podbean.com. <laughs>